Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. Here I'm joined by an interesting soul for snacks and sometimes full-blown banquets. We share conversation and confessions, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, wonderful ones. We've got a really joyful episode with this amazing Bake Off star turned author, Laura Adlington. I followed Laura on Instagram over the last few years and watched her amazing noise get more and more powerful when it comes to thoughts on bodies and fat acceptance. And when I saw she had a brand new book out called Diet Starts Monday, basically I used that as an excuse to bribe her to come on the podcast. And fuck loads of fun we had too. In the same week, uh, she's gone on Lorraine. She's also come out for lunch with me and enjoyed some really good pizza and swearing together. First things first, thank you for listening, lads. Give this podcast a five-star review, will you? Yeah, I've got a spare two mins for that. Thanks if you're my patron. That's how I pay for this podcast, how I pay for uh, my production and my guests. And um, it, it exists because of a, a, a little troop of legends who swap a monthly amount of their money or yearly amount for lots of you guys from as little as £2 a month for loads of extra shit, like um, extra bonus, bonus content every single month. I nearly said extra boner there. I don't provide that, actually. Um, I think it would be inappropriate and I will never provide that. Um, but I will provide extra bonus content every month free tickets to stuff discount tickets to live shows ad free and early episodes for some patrons birthday videos for me all sorts go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and see if you might be able to join in in exchange for sort of appropriate 
podcast related stuff and nothing to do with bonus thanks one of the things my patrons get is discounts to live hooverings and there's one coming up it's at the Leicester Comedy Festival on the 18th of February at 11.30am so you are free and my guests are Deliso Chaponda of uh, Britain's Got Talent and comedian and writer Hattie Ashdown who's my friend who I've actually got a food curse on that's science and to hear more on that you have to come and watch the show discounts for patrons and I'd already kept it as cheap as the festival will allow so even if you're not a patron and you're anywhere near Leicester on the 18th of February come at 11.30am my patrons also by the way have that discount code also works later on in the day for my stand up tour show at 6pm at the Y Theatre in Leicester that's going to be a massive great big belter that's a whopping great big venue for me and it's getting really full so get in there quick patrons if you want an easy discount for that too Oh, it is disgustingly soon now, this tour. 8th of Feb through to June at this point. Over 50 dates on the tour. It's called Metal, and I'm proud as absolute shit of it and can't wait to share it with the world. Go to jessicafosterq.com and then click on My Doings and you'll see if it's coming somewhere near you. And you can come and see it. Lots of places I'm going to for the first time ever as a stand-up. Dublin, Cork, Belfast, Andover, Winchester, Carlisle, Pocklington. I'm coming somewhere called Pocklington. And hurry up, please, because some of them are already sold out. Thank you, Cardiff. Anyone who listens to this is going to be my favourite audience members of all time. Come, 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 please. Also, I've got some exciting telly and radio news, which I won't fuck on and on about here. But can you make sure that you are on my mailing list so that you're the first to know about that as well? Link is on my Instagram and in my podcast notes. Finally, I've stopped waffling. Let's have this lovely episode. I'm going to say it. I'm going to call it an empowering episode actually laura is such a glorious force we laughed a lot i made her meet me in a pizza place called rudy's because it's probably named after my son that's his name it's my new favorite pizza place in the world so there's a bit of background buzz not unreasonably uh, that place is always rammed and i'm meeting her fresh out of finishing me having finished her brilliant book and again not unreasonably i'm as buzzing as the restaurant is about it i've loved your book diet starts monday um, reading it. I also had that thing was when I was reading it in public thinking, I hope people don't think I'm starting to die on Monday because I <laughs> finally let go of all that shit. But yeah, it is about letting go of that shit as yeah. opposed to starting a diet on Monday. It's an ironic title. Yes. I think a lot of people, uh, <laughs> women that I've got like a little dog group, WhatsApp group, where we all walk our dogs in the same park. And she's like, I must buy your book. She was like, I've been saying it for ages. She was like, I really need to start a dieting. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, crikey. It's been a joy to read. I realised, actually, I think it's been quite a long time since I went in a lovely way, actually, but I went on the same journey, basically, or a very similar journey, obviously not the same. Everyone's got their own version of it, but, like, back when I did... All the reading, you know what I mean? All the stuff that you reference, all of it in your book, actually, but, like, the beginning of the... Everything intuitive eating-y, basically, and everything anti-diet movement. And I just consumed it all. Actually, it's been a while, and I was, I think, due a refresher. There's so many personal stories in it, and it's so brilliantly written that it's really compelling. Like, it's really... It's like, in the best possible way, really easy to read, and you don't want to put it down, and it's funny, and all of that, but also really really useful practical guide at the same time right it's great it's looking great oh thanks thanks, babes (laughs) and um, i think also just january is a good time to top up your tanks of that learning and massively yeah yeah. it's it's really hard time of year because we are 
like diet culture is really rife this time of year. Yeah. Like we've not even really digested our sprouts yet, have we? Yeah. And then there's people saying to us, "You fat git! Like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. did you eat all that, that shit out. before Christmas? You need to lose weight. You need to do this." And I think that's why we wanted to release the book in January because to kind of like cut through all that noise because we're just sort of told to feel like shit about ourselves. And I just don't think that's especially right after fair. Christmas. I yeah. think in our culture, it's much like it's as drilled into us as it is thinner's always better. Yeah. As it is actually to feel disgusting after times of joy and feasting, and it's like what yeah. a fucking miserable thing <laughs> that we are. Like part of our culture is to feel shame and hatred yeah. after joy. Food is some, joy, isn't it? Yeah. Like I think some food is you know, nourishes us and it's really good for our heart mm. and our lungs and some food is good for the soul. Yeah, it's a beautiful way And I, I way think, like, it. we shouldn't be punishing ourselves or being told that we need to punish ourselves yeah. for enjoying that and what comes with that festive period, which is spending time with family and, like, yeah, yeah. Totally. relaxing. I think the best, the most succinct way for me... Of- that really hit home and it's in the book loads it's like you're effectively waiting to be happy yeah until you have made peace with whatever's going on with you right now in the moment if you're constantly looking to change your body and assuming that when you change your body with that will come happiness it's a it's a bleak old way to be waiting yeah. to be happy it's, it's and like being told you, yeah there's a bit in the book where you meet someone who's older much older and like actually realise that's that is and it's mainly women and it's unfortunately on the rise in men have lived their whole life waiting to be happy yeah thank god thank god we've seen the light <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's also lovely that there's all this passion, I think, behind these revelations for you. It's empowering, isn't it? It's yeah. It's like a kind of freedom. Massively, yeah, yeah. because I think when you realise you don't have to be a slave to diet culture and actually you don't have to look a certain way to kind of live a full and happy life, you can just, you know what, oh my God, you can actually do that now. Like I say this in the book, but I always felt like I was a walking before photo. My life would begin when I was smaller, so I put off doing so much stuff. I didn't wear certain clothes. And I had bad relationships and I didn't like myself and I I just didn't do so many things. I think that's really sad, but I'm so glad at least now I'm at the age I am and I've realised, because there's so many women, like you said, in their 50s, 60s, 70s, that that's been their whole life. Yes, yeah, fun, isn't it? You, your example in the book was a, a water park for your sister's pendant. Yeah. Amazing. And you just went for it, yeah? Yeah, so I actually texted ahead and was like, this was about a few months before, and I said, I won't be doing that, but I'll take pictures, because that'll be great for everyone else, won't it? And I, I kind of reasoned with myself, oh, well, everyone would love to have pictures and videos, wouldn't they? So I don't mind, I'll sit on the sidelines, because I was so worried that the wetsuit wouldn't fit and I wouldn't be physically fit enough to do it. And then about a month before, I thought, Laura, you hypocrite. Like, you're telling everybody else online, on, like, Instagram, like, live your life, do things that scare you, and you're going to sit on the sidelines? Absolutely not. Yeah. So I went, I got in the wetsuit, and, like, yeah, it was a challenge. It was actually physically really, really tough. <laughs> I had a great time. I got stuck in, and I've now got yeah. that memory of, like, Amazing. not only I had fun and I joined in, but I did something out of my comfort zone, yeah. and that's really empowering. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Also, I think when those first steps into that, like, actually, I'm not going to give a fuck what I look like during this activity, at least. Oh, look, I can tell you something. Who? It's awful. (laughs) I do weightlifting, and in competitions, you have to wear a singlet. It's like, that's an outfit for a baby, really. But on on adults, no one, no one's feeling sexy in that outfit. And wetsuits, I think, are exactly the same. Oh, I don't know. It's joyful to, to hear all that free in business. I love how honest you are in the book about how non-linear and imperfect, after all these revelations and discovering intuitive eating, there are 
there are bumps in the road right like it's not always a perfect journey I've got I don't feel completely attuned to my hunger and fullness I think that's a really hard one to master yeah I think there are definitely kind of holes in the intuitive eating uh, movement especially if you have got like myself like struggled with disordered eating yeah it's not actually that easy to sort of say oh just listen to your body and stop when you feel full because yeah. that part of your brain is going like must finish plate and like yeah. you know lots of us grew up with parents that were like finish your plate or you'll have it for breakfast that kind of thing yeah, yeah. so it's not always easy but it's a step and the alternative is fad diets and we know we don't want to do that so i think it's it's a good alternative but it's not it's not perfect i think when like I was chatting about the book and doing the book and they were saying oh it's kind of going to be on the self-help umbrella and I was like Ugh. like <laughs> hate self-help books I just found them really patronising and wanky but I think this this is going to sound wanky and like I'm blowing my own trumpet I'm not but I think that's the beauty of Diet Sauce Monday is that like I don't claim to have it all figured out but no, like I just lovely, feel yeah. in a happier place and I've there are a few things that I've learned that I was hoping to pass on to people but it's not linear I still look in the mirror some days and think you ugly fat cunt like and I think oh my god like horrendous but that's one day now in every kind of 60 whereas it used yeah, to be yeah. nearly every day and now I just actually just get to the point yeah. the way I feel about my body is kind of like you know when you forget to take the bins out right and you're like then you just oh, missed them and you're like oh oh yeah. well that's how I feel yeah. about my body oh well <laughs> oh well more to life isn't there yeah yeah, yeah. fuck yeah oh god yeah well more on loads of the things you said there I think also with the hunger and fullness thing like you're saying even there's parents that make you eat all up and it's well intended sometimes there might be financial reasons why yeah. we have parented like that but equally the world is so chaotic like most especially self-employed women I know we're all so fucking busy and addicted to work and kind of Everything's quite stressful. It's really, it's quite hard to cut through that to hear your body all the time. And I think it's fine to be able to forgive yourself if you can't fucking always. Sometimes I realise way too late how starving I am, and then I'm fuck. It's really hard not to go really quite ever. But and then also going, well, I am going to eat this really fast. I'm barely going to taste it. I'm fucking starving. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going to hoover it. Um, and then there's other times you're like, oh, I don't know. Uh, hormones how tired you are yeah. hangovers sometimes tiredness can make me feel like I'm eating with a hangover yeah, our relationship with oh, food is emotional time. it's yeah. not just nourishment is it yeah. like it's so much more than that oh I had a I put a reel out recently from an old show I did called Hench which was like just the shortest bit about the diet industry essentially saying like just stating the fact that 98% of restricted diets don't that. work and then basically saying if that percentage of cars didn't work you wouldn't get in one let alone <laughs> buy a new right, one yeah. and let alone buy a new one every single week and when it didn't work go what's wrong with me <laughs> right? and that's it and that's and I got a bunch of DMs and comments off the back of this and almost all of them were from really athletic white cis men you know you're even kind enough in your book to be like you've got to think about what people's intentions are I was like I don't give a, I've stopped, I'm a comedian I don't have to give a fuck what anyone's intentions are I am so bored they were coming up they were basically saying well, it's thermodynamics it's just thermodynamics calories in versus calories out it's like it works as a soundbite but it doesn't actually work it's as overly simplistic to me as saying the faster you drive the quicker you'll get there and you go right on paper how can you argue with that but actually that theory only fucking works if the road you're driving is straight, it's in the middle of nowhere, there's no other cars, there's no such thing as weather, there's no buildings, there's no obstacles, there's no passengers, you've all got the same car that's in the same conditions, you're all exactly the same skill level at driving, you're all exactly the same tiredness, you've all got the identical personality to one <laughs> another, like, there's no such thing as a bend in any of the roads, like, it is, that's eating, like, you cannot say that two people's 
experience is the same, let alone that something as simple as what goes in versus what comes out. Bodies process things in different fucking ways. And once you bring emotions, personality, hormones, privilege, income, education, but just fucking genetics as well into it, yeah. that, your theory's shat, shat to bits. It's like saying to someone with depression, oh, just cheer up. Yeah. And it's... And, you know, we used to do that as well, didn't we, yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah. ago? You're so right. There are so many reasons why people overeat or are, are bigger, whether that's, like, emotional, genetics, like socioeconomic reasons. Yeah, yeah. Like, so many people in food poverty or food scarcity, especially now. And I think there's this huge oversimplification of, like, oh, eat less, move more, and you'll lose weight. And it's it's really ignorant, and it's yeah. actually really damaging. Yeah. Because it's not that easy. Yeah. And I think it's because people think... I'm going to get a bit deep here, sorry. I'm but, into it. It's because people think that, like, being fat is, like, a moral, personal failing yeah, and that yeah. it's something that you can control. Yeah. Being fat and overweight, it's like, you will, You just need discipline. You just need self-control. It's so much more nuanced than that. Yeah. And I think unless you have had a distorted relationship with food or, or think of food as more than just fuel, yeah. unless you have experienced that, people just don't really no. understand it or get it. Yeah. It's really easy to forget the nuance just of your humanity effectively yeah Um, also I really loved it when um, how you feel about your body is neutrality on that like well it's what it is I feel really similar also I think one of the mistakes I made in my naivety was that I thought sorting out my relationship with eating and I had lots of disordered eating in the past as well and I thought sorting that out would instantly also sort out my relationship with my body and my appearance and actually those things as intrinsically kind of interdependent as they are they are different and it, that was a bit of a different journey for me really and it is interesting isn't it I'm alright in the mirror but I can still get fucked up by a photo every now and again or a filmed thing right so I'm part way there there we go oh yeah yeah pizza time oh that looks amazing oh god thank you so much thank you so much it's for me come on thank you Oh my god, it's humongous. Whoa, get in my face. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's that little happy food dance. Yeah. Whoa. Have you got a go-to pizza if you're having pizza? Toppings wise. So we got, well my dad is a a brickie and he built us the pizza oven in a garden. Oh yes, awesome. And we copied one from Zizi's that we love and it's Nduya, mozzarella, rocket, harissa paste. Mushrooms, mascarpone. Oh yeah. Black pepper. Come on. Yeah. I love all the smoky chili in that. Yeah. What about you? I love. Mm. I try and change it up all the time, but I really like. I love anchovies. Oh yeah. Like a perv. Nice. I know loads of people hate that. And um, no, I have a different one every time. As I'm thinking about, I was like, this list actually is going to go on and on. (laughs) This would be the whole hour if I start listing everything I like. There will someone somewhere will have a podcast where you just list ingredients on the pizza, don't you? <laughs> There's a whole podcast about crisps, isn't there? Somewhere? Is there? Yeah, fucking awesome. I do love a crisp. Yeah, me too. I love. To, oh my god, I'm a crisp over a sweetie person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was always like sweet over savoury. Like, I could easily eat like a, a box of martinis for breakfast. Yummy. But as I've gotten older, yeah, I think I'm more slightly more savoury me too yeah like I've become someone who like prefers an amaretto sour to an amaretto and that's me growing up yeah I used to like Bacardi mm. breezes now I'm like oh the, just the sugar like yeah. no you want depth of flavour when you, you, <laughs> you taste yeah, I'm so still true. not growing up enough to like olives or red wine though okay fine 
maybe got I'm a not, um, I like olives and red wine, but I'm not growing up enough to like whiskey. I think that's next level. Right, yeah. It's like, yeah. Whiskey comes with sort of enjoying cryptic crossword maybe in my 60s. <laughs> it's coming for me. All these things to look forward to. I love the bit in your book. It's re- There's a really funny line about, like, no one's going to read out at your funeral. <laughs> she had size 8 jeans and a thigh gap. Yeah. And that is so funny. I'd never really thought of it like that. Yeah. I think my thing is, like, I'd always... I think said to myself over and over again, since, you know, childhood, I'd love to have abs one day. But no one's reading that out, like, yeah, at your funeral. They, they won a prize for their comedy. They were an OK mum. And for four weeks in 2009, <laughs> she had two visible abs. Like, it's fucking bonkers to care about that. It is a bit, yeah. But I, um, I also have to catch myself, find that line, basically. Sometimes I think I'm not bothering too much about what I look like. I have to make sure I'm, you know, smart enough for whatever job I'm going into, shit like that. I wish I'm jealous you talk about, like, being interested in fashion and makeup and stuff like that. Like, I have to force myself as I get older to put enough of a shift into those fucking things. I don't really care about them. But sometimes I'll go so long without having paid any attention to that, I'll be like, are you not looking at yourself to avoid a conversation you don't want to? Like, do you know what I mean? I was like, sometimes I think, I don't want to look in the mirror in case it makes me sad. It's that sometimes, I think. Like, is that why you're not bothering? In which case, get back in the mirror, start doing the familiarising yourself with yeah. yourself again. You know, kit off in the mirror. There you are. Start from that. What are you going to put on that? Clothes-wise. Yeah. I think it's the best way to do Like, genuinely, yeah. it's just to get comfortable with yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. because otherwise, if you are avoiding it or you're avoiding being mm-hmm. in photos, mm-hmm. when you are presented with the of yourself or a photo you're then yeah. maybe going to have a reaction mm-hmm. there's lots of like self-empowerment tasks throughout the book although yeah. again that sounds a little bit cheesy a bit wanky like no, they're not right. they're genuinely what I found helpful I think yeah. just getting comfortable in the, in the mirror whether that's in your underwear yeah. or naked if you're feeling like super brave yeah. and just try and look at yourself and familiarise yourself without sucking things in or yeah. moving things around about you and just say this is my body mm-hmm. I think we kind of get this sold this light that we have to love ourselves and love our flaws yep. I say that in air quotes like our stretch marks and our foopers or you know our wrinkles yeah, yeah. or our hairy bits because I think that's what people think modern day body positivity is too much of an ask for most but people it isn't I don't think it's realistic yeah, and love, I don't think it's necessary yeah. yeah just accept and respect yeah. it I think that should be the goal over like all out love because mm. Who really, like, even, like, Victoria's Secret models, I don't think are going to look in the mirror every day no. and go, like, oh, bloody love that. Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. They probably do, but yeah. it's <laughs> Some of them might, some of them might. But, yeah, there's just more yeah. to life. I think that's the kind of yeah. overarching, like, overarching theme of... Big time. ...my philosophy and the book, really. Like, there's just... There's more to life. That's not to say I don't think we should be healthy and focus on health. I think that's the other thing people... People want to. They also don't owe the world that. No, they don't. Yeah. That's the thing. I think mm. like not everyone wants to lose weight mm-hmm. and I don't like the narrative that fat people need to be fixed. No. Like, we can just exist. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an individual thing. Yeah. People think you can tell if that's health by looking at them. No. And that frustrates me. Yeah. And I get accused all the time of, like, promoting obesity and stuff. Oh, and I think... Off. Yeah, they can just... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a really articulate response, but I think I'll just sit with yours. <laughs> just fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. <laughs> One of the most emotional elements in the book for me was you reckoning the journey you've had by the sounds of it with your family and your loved ones in terms of the stuff that happened and was said for years, I guess, not just in childhood, and how that would have affected your history with eating. You also 
are so kind and empathetic and effectively you talk about some pretty awful things that were said to you and uh, were done and I want to talk about sending love because oh my fucking god <laughs> but you're also very kind and, and are like well the reason that for example your parents might have said and done things that they did are going to be because of how they were parented and in turn how their parents were parented right like yeah. this has been going on for a long time and it's kind of on us for our generation to break that, that side absolutely sharing of toxic values and also being kind to people with them and, and understanding why they have done those things I also went to Swimming World did you? it was my mum's best friend was made to take me but when I look back now it feels like an episode of Black Mirror <laughs> in terms of how disordered eating was promoted yeah. everybody knows about the psychology I think of the shaming of getting weighed in a public room mm. once a week yeah. but what you touch on and talk about which I don't think people will have considered if they've never had to or been to those places is you will starve in the run up to it yeah and I would purge in the yeah. run up to it and then you immediately binge afterwards like you are it is actively promoting a disordered type of eating I completely agree with you yeah, I wouldn't even want fuck. to drink on the on a no, weigh-in day oh my god I would, I'd be like oh I can have a couple of drinks yeah. but I won't have like I won't have coke because it'll make it'll bloat me mm. like diet, diet coke obviously yeah you'd like really try and squeeze out a number one or a number two yeah. before weigh-in oh god yeah it was awful and then you'd binge afterwards massively and if you had a period you'd be like well I'm fucked oh you're fucked yeah, yeah. and I mean, they're even like going there and there'll be people that were like oh I've had food poison this week I've lost they go, I've had food poison oh, this week no. I lost four pounds and you'd think you sad fuck like mm. you've been ill yeah I, I say this in a bit but it was it was a real like coming of age moment mm. because all of these women who otherwise were like pretty bright nice kind funny women sitting there yeah. berating themselves saying like, oh I feel like a failure like I've let myself go I just hate myself I've had a really bad week oh. I was really bad on Tuesday so and if they hadn't lost weight you have to atone for it with a load of yeah giving yourself a massive slagging off I and mean, yeah. what modelling is that for you to take your fucking kids or your friends kids to it's just really bad it came from a place of love and yeah. fear Yeah. so that's why I've, I am genuinely accepted of it but mm. the absolute wrong thing to yeah. do and I really I'm so anti them now and people yeah. call me out quite a bit for it I'm probably going to get sued by them one day I'm sure but me too fuck it um, I had a whole bit in, in an old show about them and a woman got really angry in an audience in Margate once and was really? like really I have lost Five pounds in the last two weeks. I didn't know what to say. I was like, good for you, babe. I know. I, I didn't give a fuck. That's not the issue. The issue with all the language around sin and fucking all it. Just going to say that. Like, it's dog shit. It, you want to do a swap slice? Oh, yes, please. That's There's actually quite good. a lot of biblical references to Swimming World. Really? So the whole good, bad, moralisation yeah, of yeah. food and then the sin value of God, food. I thought, I am so... Is that? I thought you meant, it's, it's in the Bible. Not yeah, out. Jesus did it. <laughs> yeah, he's the year. Yeah, that will oh, get a backlash. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mean. Yeah, that's. I just misheard. Um, and Christianity's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am very much anti those clubs. Yeah, but I will say I'm not anti dieter. Like, if you want to do it and you think it's great for you, and you're that one of those. 5% that actually diets work for oh it's good on you mate I'm not anti you I'm anti the establishment mm. the fucking patriarchy yeah. mate like the, the systems in place that make us as women feel like we have to be on this fucking hamster wheel mm. of hating our bodies and dieting I think it's miserable and it's I don't miserable. and I think actually it's going to make you a bit mad and it's yeah. going to further disconnect you from actually being able to listen to your body it's in so any true. meaningful way it's making you less healthy Objectively. Yes. No, I agree because when we talk about health, 
we actually we link it to weight we actually think that weight is synonymous with health and it's true that like I think at the extreme ends of the scale it can affect your health right sure. so yeah, yeah. like let's be honest about that yeah but you're so right we don't think about mental health dieting makes me utterly miserable oh, food fuck is me. joy food is family food is experience it's memories it's it's emotional like we said I had friends um, um, do an intervention like a sit me down intervention because they thought I had bipolar and I was doing it's just I was doing keto I was being such a weapon. For about three months, I was fucking vile. And I was depressed yeah. and raging. Yes, I was starving. It's not normal to cut out carbs. No. Like, you need carbs for energy. Like we, But this is what I mean, this is diet culture at its yeah. finest. Because it tells you that carbs are the enemy and that you can't eat them. But then also on Slimming World, it's... Well, when it was red and green days, eat as much carbs as you want in a yeah, day. Yeah. Like, what... There's a lot of noise in there. It's really hard to know what to listen to and what to filter out. Yeah, even if you are like, do you know what? I just genuinely want to be really fit and healthy. Yeah. And like, I want to learn about nutrition. Even within that, mm. there's so much contradictory stuff. It's hard. Yeah. It's noise and arguments. Like, one thing I say is it's really worth being eyes wide open to anyone who's telling you what is and isn't nutritionally good or bad, whether they're making any money out of what their opinion is, because that'll be tainting things. Yeah. There's a brilliant bit in your book with Molly Forbes who's been on this and I it's doing such amazing work in terms she of how is. we talk to kids, how we parent kids in a way that fucks them up the minimal amount in terms of eating and stuff and my word I'm, I find it hard to unlearn some of the things that are done like not to use food as rewards and to use language around treats and oh that's tricky it's tricky it's hard to get perfect but I think I've achieved I can safely say it eating wise won't be the way I'll have fucked him up most <laughs> my terrible inability to not swear and other other massive inconsistencies well um, done yes thank you so much progress is progress take every win yeah what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. 
no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, it's me interrupting my own podcast in order to show off some of the funniest answers that you have given to our listener questions. We have had a gift that kept on giving in the question, tell me about other people's ways of eating or drinking that changed your opinion of them forever. I asked this back in November and the answers are still pouring in and they're still brilliant. So thank you. Thank you for them. If you don't know what I'm on about, make sure you're following at the Hoovering Pod on Instagram and or Twitter because that's where the listener questions go out. And yes, so let's start with this voice note. These are my best from Joe. So my geography teacher, when I was in secondary school, I saw her eating a tinned, was it tinned peach segments with her fingers um, during break time. It's like watching someone eat goldfish because <laughs> they're so slippery. <laughs> um, and that, that, <laughs> that put me right off her, but I didn't like that much in the first place, so wasn't exactly a great loss. I also saw my psychology teacher. She'd set us a task and everyone was heads down writing. And um, I caught her. She she really quickly opened the drawer of her desk, took a bite of a pear, put it back in, closed the drawer as if no one had seen and just sat there eating it. But that made me like her more. That's made me like her more as well, Joe. What a secret squirrel. Also, I love that it was a pear. There's like no one's ever taken any shame in a pear. Like a, it's like a really healthy, wholesome, fibre-rich, <laughs> nutritional snack. But she's she's the way she'd ferreted that. It's brought me great joy. It's brought me as much joy as it brought you back then, Joe. Thank you so so much for sharing. Oh, okay. We've had a WhatsApp message from Kim who says, I once saw my ex-partner eating hula hoops in the most disgusting way. He would chew some of them and then put the half-masticated hula hoop mush in the hole of a fresh hula hoop and then eat that. It's not the only... (laughs) She says, it's not the only reason we broke up, but it certainly contributed. Yeah, that is rank. What the fuck is he thinking? That is rank. He's not a bird feeding his baby. That is... Uh, that is giving me a right old shiver up the neck. That is yucky, yuck, yuck, Kim's ex. Bet on Twitter says, I sat next to a couple in a restaurant, clearly quite early in the dating process, and she ordered a dessert as a starter. I still think about her in awe, like a decade later. Wow. Wowee. Do you know what? I bet they'd been together years, but that's the sort of shit she did to keep it fresh. That's what I reckon, Bet. Oh my god, I loved it. She just ordered a she just ordered a pudding as a starter. Oh my god. That is whoever that is. Is that, is that you? Can you make yourself known? Can you please run for president? Morgan Buswell on Instagram says I was once sat outside a cafe Nero and saw a woman eat a muffin by biting directly into the top of it. I both respected and was immensely disturbed by it. Yes, those truths can coexist. I myself tend to pull the lid off the muffin and eat the innards first. 
Oh, well, this is a really interesting one from Morgan because I'm going to say I think Morgan is the freak. <laughs> I think, Morgan, you're the weird one there. What you've described initially is watching someone outside Nero's eat a muffin normally and then you've revealed that you do it like a French baguette. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. No judgment here. Lady Mouseface on Instagram, great name. Husband eats the cupcake paper after he's eaten the cupcake. It fits with my zero waste ideology. I also watched a colleague eat an unpeeled kiwi like it was an apple. All those little hairs, puke emoji. Okay, where to begin with this lady? Well, Mouseface, one, your husband has got... That is disgusting, but I also do it. I, also, I used to did it as a child. If you chew for long enough, the cupcake paper becomes like a little knot in your mouth, a little sugary, crummy ball, and it's not dissimilar to chewing gum. Oh, why have I admitted it? Uh, the kiwi thing, though, yeah. I mean, that's... I think that's what you've seen there is is self-harm. Oh, dear. And we're going to end with this fabulous voice note that has actually come in quite recently from the brilliant AJ Harford. When I was about 17, I decided to dye my hair every colour of the rainbow to get ready for Pride. And I wanted the help of my friend. So I went over to her house. Understandably, about halfway through, she got quite ravenous. So she stood up and announced that she was going to make herself a garlic bread baguette. She took herself downstairs and she was only there for about 10 minutes before she came back with an empty plate and a mouth full of garlic bread. Now, what had happened is that she'd gotten incredibly impatient, decided 10 minutes, yeah, it might be half the time that it says on the pack, but surely that's enough. And she just sort of started eating it and had finished the whole baguette by the time she'd gotten up the six steps that were between the kitchen and the bedroom. We also discovered after she'd swallowed that it had definitely not been cooked properly because it was frozen on the inside. Uh, Poor thing. But after this, I decided I probably should start looking for a diamond ring because obviously I needed to immediately propose. I have never respected anybody more. Yes, AJ, what a belting story. Thank God it filled you with awe. I think sometimes there's not enough time. You know what you want, you know what you need, and you've got to get it done. Whatever state the food's in, you've just... You've got to get it done. Very, very much in keeping with the vibe of this podcast. Talking of which, should we get back into it? And I think the last thing from the book I want to talk about is BMI versus medical care. There mm. is, I mean, what can you do? Your story of seeking useful fertility treatment for years and just being told to lose weight and then later going private finding out you're not having conceived at that point had nothing to do with your weight. I was, and am raging on your behalf it's such a a black and white example of not being treated fairly if you're in a fat body yeah. by the medical system and their obsession with weight full stop what? it's how unnecessary isn't it I've been for an ear infection before and they've genuinely said that, well these kind of things if you were to focus on losing some weight and get your body like health you know healthy I was like I've literally got an ear infection it's, it's so frustrating it's disheartening it's dehumanizing yeah and it's not just me, and that's why I talk about it in the book, because I spoke to so many women that said they had similar experiences. Yeah. There's one woman I spoke to whose mum went with stomach pro- problems and cramps and, yeah. other, and other issues and was just told to lose weight. She was really badly fat-shamed. She didn't go to the doctors for three years. She actually had ovarian cancer and she died three months no. later. 
this is why it's so important. Like, I don't want to get on my high horse, but I also I do because I'm so passionate about it. Get up there, mate. Like, there are alternatives. Like, I think not all GPs, Mm. not all men, Mm. uh, not all GPs. um, Hashtag not all doctors. (laughs) A lot of them will, you know, refer you to Slimming World Mm. or kind of, yeah, put so much focus on weight. And I really think, like, come on, we need to be moving past this yeah. BMI is flawed it's yeah, so flawed it's archaic oh I used to be obsessed with that as a teenager really like seeing where I was on that and well anyway let's ask you some more normal hoovering questions okay see how we're doing as we tonight. hoover our pieces as we hoover our pieces which are <laughs> fucking delicious so good oh gosh yeah, I think pizzas are a bit of a funny one because people have rituals is there anything you eat in a particularly ritualistic way no but my husband finds it really weird but I think this is normal I don't know I'm go. sure everyone will tell me I have to have a little bit of everything on my fork if I'm like a roast or whatever dinner so I if think like, you're posh oh what no yeah. mate I grew up in Grey's End come, come on, on. Oh, I've learned recently that like children have one thing at a time right and like if you're a fine dining restaurant everything's on the plate together for a reason and you're <laughs> meant to put a little bit of everything oh. on your fork oh. so I've been trying to do that to get more posh <laughs> I just think you're sophisticated. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> definitely oh, not. She's absolutely not having that. <laughs> I don't understand people who leave the crusts of their pizzas when there's dips. Anyway, sorry, that was me. Oh, I think you've only left the burnt bits. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah, that's different. My kid's obsessed with stuffed crusts. Oh, me too. Yeah, big. I love a stuffed crust. Mm. It's funny. It feels like there's two worlds of pizza places now. You've got like the bougie sourdoughy ones like this fancy yeah, pants posh and I'd include Pizza Express in that just yeah and then you've got like Pizza Hut or whatever and Domino's in that and I think these these posh twats need to get on board with the stuffed crust <laughs> they're missing a trick yeah I, d- yeah I do agree I just can't you can't beat a Domino's stuffed crust yeah uh, in my opinion agreed and these guys have, they've sort of met me halfway with a broad selection of dips <laughs> and crust do you eat the same things all the time or are you I'm a big whore for variety. <laughs> and I like having like a million different things, but every partner I've ever had hates me for it because like I'll make something and then never again. Oh, so. no, I am... Um, yeah, I think I'm a creature of habit. Mm. I just think it's boring trying to think of what's cooked for dinner every night. That's so, true. But I do want... my One of my... I don't really believe in these resolutions, but one of my goals yeah. this year is to get cooking again. I've got a pasta nice. thing for my KitchenAid. Ooh, I'm going to start making pasta. pasta. Yeah. Mm. You have to come over for pasta. Mm. We'll do another record or something. I love oh, that. Just for shits and gigs. Come and do your pod. Yes. I, w- I was going to say that to you, actually. I just after. invited myself on it. Oh, is awkward, isn't it? <laughs> Quick fire questions. Okay, best popcorn, sweet, salty or mixed? Mix. Lovely. That possibly is the most quickly fired answer <laughs> I've ever had returned, and I'm really chuffed. With minstrels and straws. Oh, come on. Mixed in. Come on. Except what straws? Are they the tubes with the white bit inside the strawberry No, outside? although, excellent choice. No, yeah. straws are the Haribo, like, strawberries, oh, flavoured, yeah. shaped, sweet. Lovely bit of work. Mm. Really nice. Yeah, movie salad, that's what we call it. What do you call it? Movie salad. Movie salad, <laughs> yes. Oh, Gorgeous. I think I had almost a whole year at one point where every single time I had my period, I needed a bag of menstruals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, joyful. Would you rather eat a skateboard or a board skate? What's a board skate? It's a fish. It's a, I think they're quite a flat, ugly fish. As in, they look grumpy. One of them grumpy ones. Um, a skateboard. And it's, got it. A 
hate fish. Oh, okay. Well, listen. As people or to eat? <laughs> As people. I grew up on, like, turkey twizzlers. I thought you were going to say you got bitten by a fish as a child. <laughs> or you met a racist one. <laughs> Funnily enough, yeah. no. Oh. Um, no, I just didn't grow up eating fish. Fine. Because we were, like, povos and we had no yeah. money. And so now I don't know how to cook it and I don't really like the texture or the flavour. Yeah, I mean, the texture and the flavour thing is... <laughs> no, not got a massive motivation to learn to cook. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no What's the most futuristic thing you've ever eaten? I can't remember on Bake Off. Was there anything on that? Or maybe, was there anything ultra-trad that they pulled out from history on your Bake Off that you ended up having That's to do? Like you have the most old-fashioned Oh, we did. We, make an, oh, we made an old-fashioned... Um, it like a lemon and ginger suet pudding with a whole lemon inside and it was rank (laughs) rank let me tell you so normally something you'd you'd have under duress for a cold no i think it was for like medicinal maybe maybe for medicinal purposes but normally so every challenge the crew would like literally come in and hoover up all the food and they were like no Everyone was like spitting it out. It was, yeah. Oh, gross. really? Yeah, that bad. <laughs> Tell me about um, food that you um, were given as a gift or one as a prize. My Nana Peg makes the best Marmite Wells. Yeah. And coffee and walnut cake. She's 96 <gasps> and she still bakes like better than anyone I know. She's an absolute Trojan. Is she in Gravesend? Because coffee and walnut's my favourite. She is in Gravesend, mate, yeah. <laughs> you know I'll your podcast you that I've invited myself on. Yeah, that think one. She might come round and do put. I'm do sure. Mains? Yeah, I'll do pasta mains, coffee and walnut for food. You, you look very Anna. happy right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my fair. Five second rule: yes or no? Yes. No other option. Would you eat a person? Yes. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Come on. That was a bit quick. No, come on. Like, come on. No other option. Yeah, life's for living. Farming. Yeah. <laughs> Not for them. Now <laughs> 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 it's time for the big then question. A terrible witch does a spell on a banana that turns it into like an evil supervillain. And it's the worst apocalypse you've ever imagined, basically, because um, it can slap people down with its peel, it can suffocate people with its smooshy bit on the inside, the hard bit at the bum, the little black bit, that can bounce around, you can get crushed by that. Yeah, so people are, like, at first, I'll be honest, it is quite funny, but once we realise how quickly it's taken out mankind, we realise this is a disaster. The witch has agreed to undo the spell, and for all of this to have never happened, but only if you... And weirdly, it does have to be you, Laura. Um, do um, 9,008 million games of Boggle in a row, all the while um, clicking the tune to song after song of Tina Turner's greatest essential hits. So your hands are too busy and you're boggling and you're also, while you're doing it, saying the word click as your hands are going click. So your mouth's too busy for anyone to give you any snacks. And this takes hours. It sounds impossible, but you do it. Your reward is the adulation of all people for all time. You go down in history as a woman who saved us all from the Banana Man apocalypse. <laughs> Just remember, there was actually a real Banana Man, but I think he was benevolent, wasn't he? He was on telly when I was a kid. Um, this is an, an evil Banana Man. You've saved us all from that. That is yeah. your reward, really. Yeah. Okay. But your reward in the moment is a feast of your dreams. But 
This is the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungry. You've just done, you saved the universe and you've just become mm. essentially a god. So you are, you're on cloud nine. This is also a fantasy situation. I want to know what you'd eat when you're the happiest and hungriest you can imagine being. And I don't, it's a fantasy situation, so sorry intuitive eating but fullness doesn't really come into it <laughs> nor do any other consequences nutritionally I could give a fuck about any of that um, and is this a fantasy situation what would you have I feel like this is quite boring but I'm into it steak yeah chips yes. tomato mushroom mm. peppercorn sauce and a side of mac even and cheese even in a fantasy situation you're having that little half tomato the one that's sort of oh no I'll have a whole one you have a whole one I'll have a whole one okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and some mac and cheese because mm. I like a double double carb girl Yum. yeah and then followed by yeah. um, something chocolatey okay yeah chocolate pudding chocolate tart yeah, just anything chocolate, mate. Yummy. Milk yeah. chocolate. Milk all, all okay. the way. All yeah, the way. everything else is wrong. Okay, got it. Yeah. And we're talking a baked item or like a fridge cake type thing? Do you care? Mousse, baked, mousse. cheesecake, anything. Yeah, a mousse, like anything chocolate pudding-y. Have you, ever, have you tried those Cadbury pots of joy? No. Fuck. Okay, I want one of them. Are they a bit like... Do you remember, they sometimes still do Rolo puddings. Yeah, they're even better. Literally ten times better. You know the Milky Bar ones as well? They're really good. I love them. Yeah, they do like a... It's for sharing. (laughs) Ha ha. It says like, more to share, more joy to share. Lol. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, They're amazing. Okay, one of them. One of them. One of them in there. Maybe with some cake as well. Yeah, just a lovely chocolate cake. Yeah. Straight up chocolate cake. Yeah. Thank you for such a gorgeous answer. And thanks for being such a brilliant guest on my city podcast. Thanks for having me. I've loved it. It's been great. And I got pizza. Yay. Best podcast I've ever done. Yes. (laughs) Get in. Thank you. Hoovering Podcast. What a stonker. Diet Starts Monday is really brilliant. And you can get it from anywhere you'd usually get a book from. Highly, highly, highly recommend. It put my feelings all in a nice line as we trundle through the last of the dark months here in the UK, at least. Come and see Hoovering Live in Leicester, will you please, lads? And don't forget, you actually all promised to come and see my new stand-up show, Metal on Tour, with 19 mates each. And you can't go back on your word. Your family's honour is at stake. I hope that's ethical way to hawk tickets. I hope it's okay. I've done it now. Follow us on social media at The Hoovering Pod. I'm on at Jessica Foster Q. Send us voice notes, pictures, WhatsApps to 07462855271. Email us, thehooveringpod at gmail.com. I'll be storing all your beautiful offerings up and discussing them in future episodes. Keep an eye on our social media for any specific questions and topics that we'll be asking you to contact us about. Links to everything interesting mentioned today are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Hoovering is presented and created by me, Jessica Fosterkew, and it was produced by Laura Grimshaw. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.